Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. It's time to play like a jet. With your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson. Boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20. The 10. The 5. Touchdown. Two is buried. That was Sauce Gardner. Here he goes! Goodbye and hello Enzo! And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to preview today's matchup between the New York Jets and the Cincinnati Bengals at MetLife Stadium. Game number three. The Jets go into this one a surprising one and one after that crazy victory in week two against the Cleveland Browns. And to do that, we welcome in our friend who's the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com, and above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, before we get started, I had to talk about this with you because you're a huge tennis fan, and I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but Roger Federer just played his last match. Serena Williams just finished. This is almost like if Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers retired at the exact same time because Roger Federer, arguably the greatest male tennis player of all time, Serena Williams, arguably the greatest female tennis player of all time, for them to both ride off into the sunset at the same time is kind of crazy. It's it's much more than that, too, because I watched the Federer's match last night, the doubles with Nadal at the Labor Cup, and afterwards he's balling. But it's not just him balling. Nadal is balling, too. And Nadal's not just balling because his greatest rival uh, and one of the greatest rivalries in sports is, is over, but he knows he he's next. Uh, I don't think Nadal is going to be around after the French Open uh, next year. Like that, he'll, That'll probably be it for him. He'll call it quits. Maybe he'll do some Labor Cup thing like the uh the Federer but th- but that'll be it he'll be done after that 
And Djokovic got a couple more years left in him, but he he's not far behind. So in a very, very short span, and like within two years, I mean, obviously we got the super short span with Serena and Roger, but within two or three years, you're going to have like four people that have legitimately legitimate stakes to goat claims in tennis all retire. And like that everyone has their favorites there, but I don't know how you could objectively look at it and not see that every one of those, you know, Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, how every one of them has a claim to be the bet, the go men's play. Uh, you, you can have your favorite, but they all have a claim. Uh, and then you throw Serena in there. Uh, it's crazy, especially there's all this, the, the new generation hasn't been able to break through beating these guys and take over. But the, this newest generation is really good, uh, a good place, but it's going to be weird not seeing any of those people in tennis for a little while. Chris, I mentioned Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. It's only a matter of time before the two of them retire, too. Tom Brady did retire this past offseason, then came back, but he is 45 years old. Aaron Rodgers is getting up there, and certainly time is ticking for Joe Flacco's career. But for now, he starts this game against the Bengals later today at MetLife Stadium. Mike LaFleur, his offensive coordinator, talked earlier in the week about Joe Flacco and the rest of the offense. He said that he was pleased to see that the offensive line was better in pass protection for Joe Flacco against the Browns. The Browns did have their moments. We saw the strip sack from Jadavion Clowney. We saw Miles Garrett on the blown assignment by Tyler Conklin. But other than that, they at least did a respectable job. LaFleur also talked about how Elijah Moore was number one in progression on a lot of the plays in the first half, but was only targeted twice. So that tells you about what the Browns thinking was as far as who they had to take out of the game. Even so, if you look at the tape and Luke Grant did this, there were a ton of times when Elijah Moore was open and Flacco just didn't see him. Jeremy Ruckert still playing catch up after missing early practice time due to injury. Also said that the offense is just, quote, scratching the surface. Would like to get Brees Hall more involved, but does not want to minimize Michael Carter. So sort of a 1A, 1B type of situation is what he's looking for. LaFleur said the Cincinnati defense reminds him of Buffalo because of player continuity, and they have a huge menu of defensive calls. You don't see a lot of busted plays with the Bengals, unlike the Browns, as we saw in back-to-back weeks when they had huge busted plays, first with our old friend Robbie Anderson, and then, of course, with Corey Davis last week against the Jets. Jeff Ulbricht, the defensive coordinator, spoke on Quinton Williams. He said, I see a guy who's dominant. He's got game record written all over him. Said Cincinnati has issues with cover two, but that's not bread and butter coverage for the Jets. Also admitted the Jets tackling has to be better. First man needs to wrap up instead of going for the strip. As far as the pass rush goes, Chris, there's been a lot of talk about this. Ulbrich acknowledged that they definitely have room for improvement and need to find a way to do a better job of getting to the quarterback consistently. On Sauce Gardner, he said he likes the way that Sauce responded to allowing his first touchdown pass. We also heard from Brand Boyer. He said that Brain Man is one of the most talented players on the team. That's a little scary. On what he told the players before the onside kick that the Jets eventually recovered, he said, quote, I can't tell you what I said. I can only imagine what that means. Boyer credited Brandon Eccles for getting pressure on the missed point after touchdown and also when asked why he's using Michael Clemens on return coverages, I wouldn't want to see that guy coming at me. So <laughs> quote of the week as far as I'm concerned. 
Jets offensive line coach John Benton admitted that he was very nervous about going with Max Mitchell in his first NFL game week one because it's a different world with live bullets. But he said that Mitchell handled it well mentally and Benton's excited by the jump that Mitchell took from week one to week two. Quarterback coach Rob Calabrese said Zach Wilson, quote, looks good. He's throwing the ball real well. Nothing has changed for him from before he got hurt until now. The mechanics, footwork, all things like that. He's right where he needs to be. And of course, we know that there was a report earlier this week for me and Rappaport that Zach Wilson is on track to start against the Steelers next week. Robert Salas spoke. He said the defensive staff rewatched last year's win over the Bengals, felt they, quote, balled out, but wanted to know how on earth they gave up 31 points. Point he was trying to make is that the Bengals are an explosive team. Sal also addressed the fact that he caught some flack for his end of half strategy, not calling a timeout before the Cleveland punt. Said he wanted to milk the rest of the clock with the ball. Didn't want the Bengals to lap them by ending the half with the ball and getting the ball to start the third quarter. Said it ultimately ended up working out perfectly because the Jets scored a touchdown in the final seconds. So, Chris, any thoughts on the words from Mike LaFleur, Jeff Ulbrich, John Benton, Rob Calabrese, and Robert Sala? Uh, well, I'll start with, with the Boyer thing, with the, his Clemens thing. I, I didn't make it out to uh, as many training camp practices as, as I normally do this year. Uh, but one of them I noticed, I came on here and I talked about Clemens on the return teams uh, and just about how scary it looked watching him. I specifically talked about Denzel Mims being an unfortunate man to draw uh, going up against him. Uh, but I remember at the time of my first thought being like, oh, wow, imagine how scary this guy is coming back on, on these things blocking. And yeah, Grant Boyer obviously thought the same exact thing. So, you know, at least uh, I have that in common with, with the coach there. We, we agree on that there. Um, as far as uh, Ulbrich in the defense, I, I mean, Long-time listeners of the show know where I stand on Quinn and Williams. That hasn't really changed. I think he can be just as good as I ever thought he could be. Uh, I, you know, I, I do think they need to unleash a little bit more of him. But uh, other, uh, I think that's fine. And I'm not too worried about pass rush. I mean, I just natural worry about Jets pass rush because, you know, I, I've been paying attention to this team since John Abraham. There, there isn't much of one. There hasn't been much of one. So you have to have some concern about that naturally. But uh, first game, right, and off, Brown's offensive line, one of the best in the NFL. They also have an incredibly strong running game. Um, so I'm, I'm going to hold off on judging the pass rush. Sure, you want it to be better, but I'll, I'll hold off on that. And then with LaFleur on the offensive side of the ball, listen, we talked about this last week about uh, any need of panicking. The, the, def the offensive line had a lot of trouble holding up to start the game in week one. And then Flacco was like slow and running scared. And it was just they couldn't get anything going. It, and again, I talked about it just like the year before. It was going to gel. They were going to get better, and they're going to improve. Um, now, I'm not saying they're going to win. They're not going to score these points. The thing that it definitely didn't see happen the way that it did was the Garrett Wilson thing because uh, we went through the over-unders, and I, I said, you know, stay away. Don't do anything until, uh, you know, they, they proved to us 
that they're even going to give Garrett Wilson the snaps. Well, they got Garrett Wilson the snaps, uh, and Garrett Wilson went off. And if Garrett Wilson continues to go off like that, that's that's something that'll make Jets fans extremely happy. I'm not saying that's going to continue to happen exactly like that week in and week out, but if the offensive line can give this uh, uh, team uh, quarterback, whoever's behind it, enough of a rhythm – then they're going to be able to spread it around. There's too much talent at the receiver position. There's too much talent at the running back position. As long as there's just competent quarterback play, just competent, doesn't have to be anything more than that. Competent quarterback play, this offense is going to be able to produce. How much, you know, we're, I'm, I'm talking through a Jets lens here, so it's all relative. I'm not saying they're going to be putting up Chiefs numbers with a competent quarterback, anything like that but they will be able to entertain and produce just with competent quarterback play as long as that offensive line can hold up and it can keep going and get them into a rhythm. I, I didn't see any reason to panic there. I think last week's win against the Browns was obviously fluky. I'm not sitting here saying, okay, now all of a sudden everything's great with this team, but you can see this offense proving as the season goes on. And even especially you hope Zach Wilson comes back and gets you a little bit more, uh, at least a, a lot bit more, but at least a little bit more than Joe Flacco. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Chris, injury-wise, the Jets are in pretty good shape. Corey Davis, George Fant, John Franklin Myers, CJ Ozama, Jordan Whitehead, Quinn and Williams, all listed as questionable, but they are all expected to play. Ozama was a bit of a worry early in the week. He didn't play in week two against the Browns, but he's expected to play now. He returned to practice, so... 
Nobody here significant missing for the Jets other than the obvious. No Zach Wilson, no Dwayne Brown, no Mekhi Becton, but that was baked into the cake. We already knew that was the case. Jets going into this one fairly healthy. The names to watch for Cincinnati, as you heard on the show yesterday when we did Know Your Foe, Jermaine Pratt, Lale Collins, and Hayden Hurst. Yeah, the the you know, and there's not a lot of most of those guys that you worry about in the Bengals that you want it to be. You know, Lyle Collins is questionable. He's most likely going to play. Just Drew Sample and Jermaine Pratt that probably aren't going to play for them. Yeah, Jets fans aren't uh, reacting anyway to those names out there. So, um, but you're more concerned about you know, the Jets injuries, and like you said, they're they're in pretty good shape. Uh, with excluding those three guys there. Um, but yeah, you just want to see them build on that momentum from last week. And m- mostly let's, let's, let's just cut through everything here. Let's, let's, let's see Garrett Wilson do a little bit more of that. Let, let's see some more of that. Let's go ahead. Let's Elijah Moore get on, in on the fun too. But you look around the NFL, the offenses that are producing, the offenses that are winning, you got at least two receivers who can get open at, you know, the drop of a hat, like on any given play, they can shake themselves open. Those are the offenses that tend to be producing the most and the easiest. That's like the, the you know, the secret to unleashing an offense here. Uh, and if, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson can keep this going and they can keep building off that that that's what Jets fans will be super super happy about Chris let's take a look at the props now and we'll begin with the over under and the game spread the Jets are six point underdogs at home against Cincinnati today and the over under is 45 if this game is anything like the Mike White game last year definitely a good idea to bet the over on this not sure it's going to be quite that explosive but if it is, then the 45 is going to get blown past pretty quickly. What do you think on this, Chris? I, I just don't have faith in the Bengals at all. But what I do have faith in is that as much as I don't have faith in them as a team winning, I on any given play, they can score a touchdown. Um, <clears throat> I have full faith in Jamar Chase, uh, T. Higgins, uh, that I, I'm not worried about that. They will put up points. This Bengals defense doesn't scare me. I, I'm still with Flacco here. Not too too confident in this Jets offense, but I'm I'm going to go ahead and feel pretty confident and take that over. And that's too many points. I I just don't have the confidence in the Bengals. I, I I'm stuck in a weird part here because I I'm like okay I think people might get a little too carried away with the win. The win was obviously awesome against the Browns. Enjoy it. Just I think people are trying to project. Okay, the offense is completely like okay. But it's the Bengals, and the Bengals are kind of a mess, and on the road, that many points? Give me the points. Chris, get your pen out. Start writing this down because I know you're going to forget if you don't. We're going to do player props now, and we'll start at quarterback. Here are the passing props. Joe Burrow, over under 264.5 yards. For Joe Flacco, it's 233.5. On the surface, that seems like a good bet for Joe Flacco because he's gone over 300 yards the first two weeks. Over under 1.5 touchdowns for both quarterbacks. Pass completions. Burrow over under 23.5. Flacco over under 22.5. Pass attempts. Burrow over under 34.5. Flacco over under 35.5. Interceptions. Both guys are over under .5. So that means you would need them to throw one interception for the over to hit. 
Longest completion, Burrow, 37.5, Flacco, 34.5, and pass and rushing yards. No line on Joe Flacco because I don't think they expect him to run at all. But Joe Burrow, total yards with rushing and passing, 280.5. Which ones of these do you like, Chris? Uh, I I like the overs uh, on Burrow and Flacco. Uh, I take the overs on yards. Uh, take the overs on touchdowns. Um, the Flacco one I'm a li- little more squeamish on just because I think they could end up running uh, more of those in. Uh, but at at that number, uh, I I like them both, and I I definitely like the uh, the Burrow um, attempts and completions. Uh, I'm 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 a little bit scared of the going over with the Flacco there. I think they should hit it, but if the if the Jets if this game goes the way the Jets want it to, I think they'll be a little more run heavy there. And that question will only be how close can it be to them going there? Because if if it goes way off, then it'll go over. So we'll see. Rushing and receiving yards, rushing yards, Brees Hall over under 29.5, Joe Burrow over under 12.5, Joe Mixon over under 75.5, Michael Carter over under 40.5. I like the under on Joe Mixon. He's been struggling in the Jets' run defense, has been pretty good outside of Nick Chubb doing pretty well there in the fourth quarter, but it's Nick Chubb. The Bengals O-line has really been struggling to open up holes, so that's the one I like. As far as receiving yards, Brees Hall over under 13.5, Corey Davis over under 37.5, Elijah Moore over under 50.5, Garrett Wilson over under 46.5, Jamar Chase over under 75.5, Joe Mixon over under 20.5, Michael Carter over under 19.5, T. Higgins over under 65.5, Tyler Boyd over under 36.5, and Tyler Conklin over under... 26.5 I like Corey Davis there he's gotten 80 yards a week the first two weeks obviously one of them was on a big 66 yard catch but they're going to be paying extra attention to Garrett Wilson after last week we know that they're going to be paying attention to Elijah Moore I feel like 37.5 Corey Davis should be able to beat that in a pretty sneaky way because he'll get open with all the attention on Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson so Chris what do you think here the over-unders on the rushing yards and receiving yards yeah, I, I'm with you on the Mixon thing. Uh, obviously, I'm not telling you to go super big on it because Mixon is talented back. He, he could. That's not a super high number. But with this offensive line, with the way that the Bengals like to throw the ball, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to go Mixon over on receiving yards than I am to go on him over that rushing yards. I, I'll stay away there. I really like the Brees Hall rushing yards, though. That's That's such a low number. Um, Michael Carter should should be able to go over on that as well. Uh, I I still feel a little more comfortable with him getting receiving yards, uh, especially you know just like last week he he went on the over for the receiving yards on that last drive, and I and and I think every week he could it's possible he could hit the over on receiving yards on that last on a last drive just trying to pick up some extra yards, quick dump offs there. So I, I like that pretty much every week. Um, and I'm I, I, another thing I like pretty much every week. I've been saying it last year. Uh, if, if you made it, you, you, you won a lot of bets, even with the fumbles and the drop passes, Corey Davis, they, they, they're really low on him and he keeps going over them. I also really like it with both Garrett Wilson and uh, Elijah Moore here though. Those are low numbers on both of them. 
And if if you bet them both, I'm I'm confident at least one of them's hitting. I think I think all three of them are probably going to go over that number though. Um, and sure, go ahead. Uh, I'll never try to really talk you out of taking a Jamar Chase over. Uh, I I would think there's better weeks to take that over. Uh, I feel the same about T. Higgins, but I would I'd focus any um, over passing yards on, on Bengals receivers. I, I'd go with Tyler Boyd this week. I, I think that's that's the value play there, and I think he'll be he'll be getting a lot of uh, mixed matches uh, to take advantage of. Burrow will find him. So I, I like if if you want a Bengals receiver to go over there. And you want to stay away from Chase for whatever reason? I, I really like Tyler Boyd there. Receptions and carries. Receptions. Brees Hall over under 1.5. Corey Davis over under 2.5. Elijah Moore over under 4.5. Garrett Wilson over under 4.5. Jamar Chase over under 5.5. Joe Mixon over under 3.5. Michael Carter over under 2.5. T. Higgins over under 4.5. Tyler Boyd over under 3.5. And Tyler Conklin over under 3.5. And then as far as rushing attempts, Brees Hall over under 7.5. Joe Mixon over under 19.5. Michael Carter over under 9.5. This is going to go largely around the same. Um, I'll go under on the Mixon carries. I think the only way that they go anywhere near that is if they get up to like a quick early lead and then they just cruise control the rest of the game. And even then, I don't know if they'd be playing mixing for all those carries. So that that's a lot of carries. I don't. I, I'm I'm comfortable taking the under on that car, those carries there. Uh, but as far as the receptions, I'm I'm good with going pretty much over on all the same ones I went with the receiving yards, except for the the. The two Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson. I don't, I don't, I don't know that I'm comfortable saying both of them will get five. This is another situation where I'm comfortable one of them would get five. Uh, I think both could easily get five, depending on how the game unfolds. If the, the Jets have to pass a lot, sure. But again, if this goes the, close to how the Jets want it to go, I don't think they'd both get five. But I think Corey Davis definitely goes over that. I think uh, Conklin will go over. I think Michael Carter, again, you can get the, those receptions there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. And I like the the over on the carries for Brees Hall, too. I think they're going to try to run the ball a lot against this Bengals line or defense. Touchdown odds. Joe Mixon, minus 145. Jamar Chase, plus 110. T. Higgins, plus 140. Tyler Boyd, plus 190. Michael Carter, plus 190. Elijah Moore, plus 200. Garrett Wilson, plus 210. Hayden Hurst, plus 285. Corey Davis, plus 290. Brees Hall, plus 290. Tyler Conklin, plus 320. That one might not be bad just because people are sleeping on Tyler Conklin and he's still a tight end who can get open in the red zone, so it might not be a bad bet at plus 320. Joe Burrow, plus 450. Bengals, defense and special teams, plus 500. Samaji Pirine, plus 550. Jets, defense and special teams, plus 750. Braxton Berrios, plus 750. That's not a bad one either if the Jets decide to try a trick play. CJ Ozama plus 750 Jeremy Ruckert plus 750 Michael Wilcox plus 1000 Chris Evans not Captain America plus 1000 Stanley Morgan not to be confused with the wide receiver that used to play for the New England Patriots plus 1000 Ty Johnson plus 1300 Jeff Smith plus 1300 
Devin Asiasi plus 1300 Joe Flacco plus 1400 Mike Thomas plus 1800 That's not the Michael Thomas that plays for the Saints, obviously Trent Taylor plus 1800 Denzel Mims plus 2500 Lawrence Cager plus 2500 Travion Williams plus 3000 Jamar Chase, that is a plus money, even just plus 110. Generally not a bad bet, but that's not one that I'd be targeting here. I do, again, like Tyler Boyd. Uh, I think that would be a good one for the Bengals. Uh, on the Jets side, I think I, I I wish there was better odds on the Garrett Wilson because I'd, I'd like to keep riding that train. Just, you know, just if anything else, just to hope that that momentum can keep on going for you guys. But I, I really like the number on Corey Davis. I, again, I don't understand what's happening here. I mean, I do understand it because it's not the new shiny thing, and it's, it was a little disappointing with that. All, but Corey Davis is still going to catch passes. He's still going to be a steady, reliable target in the red zone. Uh, I'm not expecting another bust to get a, a you know, busted – uh, coverage to get him a touchdown but he's gonna get the looks so i like that uh i like the uh the conklin again same same thing they the quarterbacks looking for the tight ends though they're looking for those possession receivers in the red zone but then the one that i really like here if he plays he's active uh go ahead with uzama there uh at, at that number is same exact logic as conklin i I get it. Conklin should have, uh, you know, the lower number there, but with the difference, uh, and if you're going to choose one, go ahead and risk it on that payout. I, I like Uzama. Chris, before we run, I want to turn it over to our friend Walter Cherpinski over at WalterFootball.com for his weekly picks, courtesy of PrizePicks.com. I really enjoy their daily fantasy matchups. I get in my entries with player projections. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. Today, I'm going with Corey Davis to get more than 37.5 receiving yards. And I'm going to go with Joe Flacco to get more than 233.5 yards. They've done better than that both of the first two weeks. I think that trend will continue today as well against the Bengals. Those could be the two guys you pick, or you could pick anybody else over at prizepicks.com. It's easy to play, and you could participate in a variety of different sports. It doesn't have to just be the NFL. It could be the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, college football, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, anything you want. They've got it at prizepicks.com. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that simple. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com and sign up and play fantasy sports right now. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to 100 bucks with promo code PLAJ. If you deposit 100 bucks, PrizePix will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Don't forget, enter the promo code PLAJ at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Walter, the floor is yours, my friend. Thanks, Scott. So let's begin with the Jets-Bengals game. So last week, I liked the Browns a little bit, but wasn't willing to bet them because I thought the Browns are going to look ahead to their Thursday night game against the Steelers. This is the complete opposite because the Bengals are definitely going to be focused. Uh, they're, they're 0-2 right now, so they need a win. Plus, they lost to the Jets last year, so this is a bit of a revenge game for them. Uh, Joe Burrow is 10-3 and against the spread, off a loss. Uh, and so coming off two losses, I think he's going to be very focused. And th- 
this spread doesn't really make much sense to me. It's only minus six, where uh, last year it was minus ten and a half. Um, now the Jets are are a little bit better than they were last year, but the Bengals are a little bit better too. And remember, at this point last year when they played each other, no one knew that the Bengals are going to go on to win the or go on to play in the Super Bowl. So um, I, I think this line is way too low considering uh, the talent disparity between these teams. Uh, so I like four other games uh, this week. Uh, so begin with the Lions plus six against the Vikings. Uh, I, this line is is out of control. I actually made this line Vikings minus one and a half. I, I don't really see a difference between these two teams. I mean, look how they played against the Eagles. Uh, the, the Lions lost by three. Now, granted, they had some late touchdowns, but they were, they were pretty competitive, whereas the Vikings couldn't move the ball at all against the Eagles. Uh, the Vikings are coming off a short week. They're not going to have Harrison Smith, and Eric Hendricks is a little banged up, and the Lions, uh, they can score a lot. So even if they fall behind, I think they can get within a touchdown and cover the spread. Another underdog I like is the Colts plus five and a half against the Chiefs. I know that sounds like a loser based on how the Colts played last week, but last week the Colts didn't have their top two receivers, including Michael Pittman Jr., who's such a big weapon for Matt Ryan. He's going to be back in the lineup, and that's going to make all the difference in the world, whereas the Chiefs, uh, they were kind of lucky to beat the Chargers on Thursday night. I know they walloped Arizona in week one, but the Cardinals were down so many players in that game. I feel like any team could have destroyed Arizona in week one, so we're really judging the Chiefs on, on week two and I still think there are questions about their offense uh, with their new receivers um, they, they really didn't score all that much against the Chargers remember they had a pick six in that game uh, so I, I like the Colts here to bounce back they're, they're going to be desperate uh, they don't have a win yet uh, so I, I think they they get they get the cover and a plus five and a half is a little too high the advanced spread on this game was plus three so I think we're getting a lot of value with the Colts uh, Sunday night football I like the Broncos plus one and a half uh, so the Broncos have scored 16 points twice so far. Their offense looks dreadful, at least on the scoreboard, but they're actually second in yards per drive in the NFL this year. They've had a lot of bad luck. If they didn't fumble twice at the one-yard line in week one, we'd be looking at them a lot differently. They'd be 2-0 and right now, and yeah, they didn't cover last week, but I think people would look at that and say they're coming off a short week. They were a little flat. Um, I think Denver is undervalued here. They were minus three on the advanced spread, and there's a four and a half point line move. Uh, I don't think that's justified. Um, the Niners, remember, they lost to the Bears in week one. Uh, they can lose in Denver. So I like the Broncos at that value. Um, Finally, Monday night, uh, Giants minus one against the Cowboys. Uh, so I, Cooper Rush has to win or tie this game to cover the spread. Uh, that seems a little ridiculous to me. The, the advanced spread on this game was Giants minus four and a half, and it's moved three and a half points. Uh, that's just way too much. Uh, I think the Giants are the better team, especially with uh, all the injuries Dallas has. Uh, they might be missing Micah Parsons, uh, Connor McGovern, their guard. We know Tyron Smith is out. Uh, Michael Gallup's banged up. He's He, he might play, but he's... Uh, He's not going to be 100%. Um, Jaron Curse, one of their starting safeties, is missing as well. Uh, Dallas is just way too banged up, and I, I really don't understand why the Giants are only minus one. I feel like Saquon Barkley is going to have a big game. So, yeah, I really like New York on Monday Night Football. So those are the WalterFootball.com Week 3 picks. Back to you, Scott. Thanks, Walter, and thank you for listening. Make sure that you check out everything that Walter is doing over at WalterFootball.com and everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns on our channel right now, including one for every single Jets draft pick. Watch our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. 
We've got the John Franklin Myers Quentin Williams Bless You Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com, that's t-e-e-public.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.